It's time for News Talk 720 KDWN's Ask the Expert Hour. Have a question? Call now, 702-257-KDWN. That's 702-257-5396. Welcome to Ask the Experts. I'm Brian Black. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates this morning. If you have a question... For Brian A. Lowe, give us a call at 702-257-5396. How you doing, Brian? You have I'm a good weekend? I'm doing well, Brian. I had a good weekend. Excellent. The weather's actually uh, not as cold as it was. I was very happy to see that when I walked out the door this morning. It was a little cooler than uh, I expected at 5 o'clock this morning. That's very, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't ever see 5 o'clock. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I have a question for you today. We've been doing this show for a couple of months now, and a term that keeps coming up that seems... Uh, the first time I heard it, it seemed self-explanatory, and the next time I heard it, I realized how little I knew about it. Uh, the term probate. Now, from what I understand, I just have this general notion in my head that when, when you die and your estate enters into the land of the courts and they start deciding where all of your stuff goes, that's called probate, correct? Well, probate is the uh, process that people uh, go through to get closure to the estate or life of the decedent. And so there is a process set up through the statutes of every state in the United States uh, as to what needs to be done in their particular state to get closure. Okay. And probate, does that start the minute you die? Is that is that including the, the funeral and, the, and the, 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 the last arrangements? And, you know, is it everything that happens in, like you say, settling your estate? Well, no, probate is only for those who have not planned to get to not use probate. Mm -hmm. uh, we have talked in the in the past about planning to avoid probate okay. through the use of trusts and and putting the character of property in certain ways. But but most of the time there are probatable assets. And those probatable assets then have to go through the process that's that's spelled out by the uh, legislature to get those assets turned over to whoever is entitled to receive them. So, uh, if you have if you've uh, you've gone to Brian Elo and Associates and you've set up your will, you've set up your trust, you've set up your living will uh, before you know, of course, for you know, you've got everything planned, you've got everything in place. Then your goal is to avoid probate, correct? We try to avoid probate. Matter of fact, most of the people that are coming in nowadays for planning mm -hmm. are really trying to plan to avoid probate. But that's not the only reason that, that people do planning. There can be much uh, many other reasons, tax reasons, um, children or relatives or whoever that needs uh, special needs uh, planning, uh, people that want their trust to go on for many generations, so there are lots of reasons to plan around it, but but most of the people come in to plan to avoid probate, but most people don't. And so when they do their planning and they have a trust, let's say, you they always question me, well, why do we have a will if we are having a trust? Right. Well, we have a will because if there are any probatable assets – then those assets have to go through this, this process. Right. And if you have a will, then the process is 
is administered according to the terms of your will. If you have no will, then it will be spelled out by the Nevada Revised Statutes. So the probate process is an attempt by the government, uh, by the legislature, to uh, provide kind of a cookie-cutter solution to everyone when they pass away or when their family member passes away to be able to settle these assets. And what you provide as an attorney is a more customized solution so that you don't have to go into the system that is not meant for everyone. Is that my, is that a correct interpretation of that? Well, the statute is spelled out to take care of everyone, Mm -hmm. but for those who prepare to do it the way that they would like it. Right. So the statute spells out who's going to to receive your assets, the process that you have to go through to administer your estate, the who is going to be the administrator of that estate. All of these things are spelled out in the statute, and they can be spelled out in the will, and you can decide how you want those things to be distributed. So when you're doing your planning, now over the past couple of months we've talked on the radio about this. Uh, We've talked about the benefits of doing a will. We've talked about the benefits of setting up trusts. Um, On the opposite side of the same coin, it sounds like probate is something to be avoided. Why? Well, it's not always needs to be avoided. Some people, we talk to them about planning, and they say, no, I don't want to do that because... I am putting my faith and trust in an individual, and I don't know if they're going to go to the dark side. Right. So I would like to have it administered through the courts, Mm -hmm. which is a probate process. And so they will not do, uh, let's say, trust planning and will do probate planning so that the court will oversee it. Now, the same type of administration that is done on trust is basically the kind of administration you have to do in a probate Mm -hmm. but with the probate there's court oversight which means there's more expenses for attorneys uh for court fees etc right so when you know so so there would you say that it is smarter to do your own planning go through probate or is every situation different every situation is different for instance let's just take one factor who's going to administer the estate if you have a will, you can say, I want my friend Joe to be the administrator, uh, administer my estate, and right. I do not want him to have to go buy a, or purchase a bond to protect all the beneficiaries from him going south. Mm-hmm. So you can do that in a will. On the other hand, if you do not have a will, then the courts will generally require that person, whoever is administering it, whoever is going to administer, to be bonded so that if he does go south, the insurance company is going to pick up the the bill. This sounds like a complex subject. We'll be back in just a moment on Ask the Experts. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for Brian, give us a call, 702-257-5396. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Black talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. And we're talking about the probate process today uh, on Ask the Experts. 
So we've basically the the idea of probate is that probate is the the court overseen process by which your assets are distributed after you pass away if you don't have a plan in place to avoid probate. So and we were I'm sorry we were talking about the the negative aspects of why you would want to avoid probate before we left for the break. Can you expand on that a little bit, Brian? Well, generally you have to. Well, if it's a probatable asset. We have various levels of probate. Mm-hmm. If the total value of your probatable assets are less than twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it's a small estate. It's it's very small. So the legislature says you don't have to go through a probate process. You can just get all of those assets turned over to who is entitled to it with an affidavit of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Once it goes over $20,000, up to $100,000, here again, we do not have to probate it, but we can actually go to the court and petition the court just to set aside the probate so we don't have to go through the full probate process. But once it gets over 100000 up to 300000 we can do a summary probate. Once it goes over 300000 then we have to do a full-blown general probate. So there are various levels of probate, and there are... Are, there's court oversight on everything above 20000 There's a judge there that will listen to the facts or read the pleadings or whatever and, you know, put the court's uh, stamp of approval on it. Okay. And oftentimes when you, let's say, have an automobile and or a piece of real property or something or even, even a bank account, mm-hmm. they're not going to turn over those assets to just anyone that walks in and says, look, I'm in my will or in the trust. It says that I get this particular account, right? That's not good enough because people can forge and people can change and people can do a lot of different things. Okay. And so the probate process brings about a court order. So whoever's turning it over, if they abide by the order of the court are, relieved of liability for doing that okay and everyone is looking for a court order now is every now is every will every trust is all of that technically part of the probate process is that what we're saying that, that yes. you're, you're not going to completely avoid probate i mean you you, you, you are can, in the process somehow some way right no you can avoid probate some people the only thing that they may have in their life is a house mm-hmm. and a bank account well, with their house, they can put it in with a uh, designation of pay on death or transfer on death this house to a certain beneficiary. Mm-hmm. That avoids probate. Or they had it in joint tenancy with someone else, Harriet and John, as tenants in common. John dies. It automatically belongs to Harriet. It does not go through probate. Okay. So there are ways that you can avoid probate. So at at the death of an individual, what we need to do is do a complete inventory of all the assets. And once we have that inventory, then we start characterizing how those assets are held. And then after that, we find out what the value of all those assets are. And then we can determine what are probatable assets, what are trust assets, what are assets that avoid probate, like joint tenancy or or beneficiary designations, things like this. So it's it's a process that you go through, and we try to narrow the amount down that is going through probate because most of the fees are spelled out in the statute as to what it costs to get through probate. 
Can you give me some examples of probatable assets versus non-probatable assets? Just about any asset that is not held in joint tenancy or or pay on death or a beneficiary designation or uh, in trust uh, or some way that distinguishes that someone else has the ownership interest upon the death of the decedent. Okay. If there is no designation and now the question is who is entitled to it and if a person has a will then it will be that you as the maker of the will determine who is going to get it but if there is no will now who knows what you want done with your house right and so then we have to go back to the statute and it will be probated according to the statute so just to be clear uh, um and and like i said i i this is a subject that I thought I knew something about, but the more I hear about it, the, re- the more I realize I don't know anything about it. So when you have a will, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to avoid probate, correct? That is correct. And that a lot of people think, because I have a will, I'm going to avoid probate. That's not true. If there are probatable assets, you will end up in probate and we would be probating the will. Mm -hmm. If you had no will and it's a probatable asset, but you have a trust, now you have to take those probatable assets through probate, and it will be distributed according to the terms of the statute. So it sounds like, well, you know, we've said it before, probate is something to avoid in most situations if you can. How long does it take? Why is it, what is is the probate process like? Is, Is it really long and drawn out? It can be. Uh, the first thing is you need to to have someone that knows the process. Mm -hmm. And if you go to uh, a person that doesn't have a lot of experience in probate and they are learning the process, it may take a little longer. But but there is a good probate bar here in in, uh, Clark County. And so I would suggest that if you have to go through probate or upon a death, that you get legal counsel. And, of course, we do that too, but there are other attorneys here in town that uh, that are qualified to do it so when you know when we're talking about the probate process <clears throat> you know obviously uh, on this show over the past weeks we've talked about the importance of planning that's pretty much everything we talk about in one way or another planning to make sure that you are taken care of and your family's taken care of now do you find yourself uh being just dropped into the probate process people who are unprepared a lot is that what is that how often is that how, how it often occurs it does they they feel i'm i'm going to live forever so there's no need for me to do a will yet and they die the next day right they've lost we're now in probate we're going to uh, have it probated according to the statutes um Years ago, I had a case, and it wasn't my case. It was a Standard Oil case back in Arkansas. And right after the Civil War, there was a family, and the the husband, the father had 12 children, and it was kind of the family decision that the, the oldest son would take over the farm, and he had a section of land. Right. This was right after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Now, in it was back in the uh, mid-1980s, Standard Oil got a hold of me and said, look, one of the real owners of that of that farm is living in Las Vegas. We would like for you to find them and see if they would be willing to, to sell to the Standard Oil Company 
certain, I mean, their interest in it. And there were 5,000 beneficiaries out there, but they never took it through the probate process from the Civil War to 1985. Oh, my gosh. And so there were thousands of people who legally had an interest, but it never went through probate so that any one particular person could do anything with the land. But from, from father to son to grandson to great-grandson, et cetera, they just stayed on the farm. There was no need to mortgage it. They, they lived on it. But when Standard Oil found a pool of oil and gas underneath the, right. the land, now... Then they moved to Beverly Hills, right? <laughs> yes, then they became the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You're, you're looking for the probate process. Um, we've, got, we've only got about a minute to go, but just to introduce this question to you, and if there's a, someone in the audience that has a question for uh, Mr. Lowe, give us a call at 702-257-5396. So when you're, when you're looking for, for an attorney to help you with your planning, how much of the probate process can you avoid? Can you avoid all of it in all circumstances if you plan well enough? If you plan, you can avoid probate entirely. But you never know till the last minute. You may be at, at some uh, convenience store and you pull the handle with the last quarter that they gave you as change. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you become a winner. Right. And you, you've won the jackpot. Now... This is such a strain on your heart, you dropped in. What are you going to do with that jackpot? Right. That becomes a probatable asset that was never anticipated. Oh, and so sometimes you're forced into probate. That's why with a trust, you always have a will on the side. All right. Well, we'll get back into this in just a moment. We're talking about the probate process with Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates on Ask the Experts on AM 720 KDWN. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720 KDWN. Welcome back. I'm Brian Black talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe and Associates. Uh, we've got a couple of calls on the line here. We're talking about probate, uh, the process by which you settle your loved one's estate after they've passed away. And this is, this is a, a complex and, and difficult process that you need help with. Um, let's get to a couple of calls before we get back into our uh, uh, subject matter. Mike has a question for Mr. Lowe. Are you there, Mike? Yep. How can I help you? Uh, I was just wondering if he would advise uh, having a will and a, and a living trust um, together or um, if that would help uh, towards probate as far as... Uh... Yes, if, if you have a trust, remember that you need to transfer assets into the trust. Once they're in the trust, you remove them from, the, from being a probatable asset. Okay. If there are any assets that are not put into the trust... Those assets generally will go through the probate process, and if you have a will along with the trust, it's generally a pour-over will. What I mean by that is whatever assets are being probated are going to pour over into the trust, and all of your planning work is done inside the trust. Okay. So, Mike, let me ask you something. Do you have a will in place right now or a trust? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> we're, we're in the process of uh, getting a, uh, planning a trust uh, right right now, but uh, I want to know if we you know need both of them. Well, let me tell you something. It's a free consultation. Uh, if you'd like to visit uh, Brian A. Lowe and Associates, do you have a pen handy? Uh, yeah. Uh, the number to call is seven zero two two five nine. 0002. If you'll call in and set up an appointment, they'll be happy to talk to you uh, free of charge uh, to find out if they can help you. Okay, great. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling, Mike. Thank you. 
All right, we've got another caller on the line. Her name is Lisa, and she has a question for Mr. Lowe. Are you there, Lisa? Yes, I am. How can I help you? Well, I am just curious. Um, my parents have recently passed, and I'm wondering, am I going to be responsible for their debt, for their credit card debt and everything? I'm curious how I handle that. In, in the United States, we do not have negative estates, uh, okay. at, at negative inheritances. So the children or the beneficiaries under the, the will or under the trust are not responsible for the debts of the decedent. Now, that is not always true in other countries. We, we did a probate here in Nevada for a, a Japanese um, citizen that was domiciled in Japan but had assets here in, uh, in Nevada and his his heirs would have been liable for the negative estate if there was a negative estate. But in the okay. United States, we do not have negative estates. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. Thank well, you so let, much. Let me ask you something, Lisa. Do yeah. you need any help at this time with the probate process? Are you in the process of it right now? Um, yeah, we are, actually. It's in another state. But um, I I probably need to start looking for myself as well. Let me. Uh, do you have a pen handy? Yeah, I do. Okay, take this number down. 702-259-0002. Okay. And that's the number for Brian A. Lowe and Associates. You can also go online to southernnevadalawyers.com. Check them out and uh, make an appointment. They can uh, give you a free consultation. I really appreciate that. You made my day. All right. Thanks, Lisa. All right, so we're talking about the probate process, and I kind of wanted to spend a couple of minutes here breaking it down. So you've recently lost a loved one, and it's it's a terrible, hard thing to happen. Um, and there's been a, a long, hard process many times leading up to that. So it's not like it's always sudden or surprising. So you've been going through a very difficult time. You lose a loved one, and now you have to start dealing with legal issues of which you have no experience whatsoever. And um, if there isn't the proper planning in place, then you enter this probate process that we've been talking about for the past 40 minutes or so. And even if you do then get an attorney, depending on how convoluted the case is, we're talking about people needing to go to court. We're talking about people needing to write uh, 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 legal documents. And every single time that something comes up that you didn't plan for, that costs money. And that, that money comes out of the estate, which was due to the the people who were to inherit it, correct? That is correct. Well, that's one of the things about planning to avoid probate is you are planning to avoid cost. Mm-hmm. And there's a balance of what it costs to do a will or a trust or whatever planning techniques you're going to use right. and the cost of not doing it. Mm-hmm. And the cost of not doing it generally far outpasses the cost of, of doing the planning. A minute ago, I introduced the question, um, uh, we were talking about how long it takes. What are some real numbers on how long it takes to get through the probate process? If the total value of the estate is under 20000 the probatable estate is under 20000 uh, you wait 40 days and you can do an affidavit of entitlement. If it goes over 20000 then we have to wait 30 days. Um, this is for an estate worth more than 20 but less than 100. Okay. We have to wait 30 days and w- then we can petition the court to set aside the probate to whoever whoever is entitled to it either in testacy or under the will. And so it generally takes about uh, a month and a half to okay. complete. 
once it goes over 100000 then there are different things that the statute says that we have to do. We have to take care of creditors. We've got to take care of getting the the will admitted or or the estate started into probate. We have all of these different things that are going on. And so you're probably talking a minimum of five months with a wow. summary. If you if it goes over three hundred thousand, you're probably talking with the additional things that you have to do because it's a larger estate, a bare minimum of six months. And this is with an attorney. That's with an attorney that knows what they're doing and moving it on. But at the end of the day, you get a court order that all of the creditors that uh, have some claim against the estate, if there are sufficient funds, there's a court order saying this is what they're going to get. Those who, if there's not a sufficient funds, like Lisa called, if there are not sufficient funds, then there's a court order saying these creditors are not going to take it all. They're just going to take a percentage of right. and, and each one of them sharing whatever is it they're entitled to. So, um, so when we're talking about the probate process, we're getting an attorney. Um, what? What? Um, I don't know how to. Sorry, I, I'm trying to phrase the question in the right way here. So, when is the right time to come to you? Before you die, okay. And while you still have capacity, okay. some people, uh, their ability to uh, to plan is over with. They're still alive, but they have no capacity to to do anything about it, and so that forces them into either a probate or guardianship or whatever is going to happen mm-hmm. to them. It's, it forces it into the court. And, then, and if I'm not mistaken here, uh, these assets that we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, a husband passes away, the wife survives him, and he has a bank account or, or some sort of investment out there. All that's frozen until the probate process is over, right? There's no buying, there's no selling, there's no moving of funds. Am I wrong? Well, once they pass away, if there is a probate, then once you get an administrator or personal rep, appointed, mm-hmm. then you the personal rep can step into the shoes of the decedent and now manage all those assets during that probatable process. Okay. And that's your attorney or is that somebody else? No, like a- it's, it's a personal rep that's named, we used to call them executor or executrix. Mm-hmm. We only use personal representative now because it's uh, gender neutral. Okay. And so once you get the personal rep uh, appointed, then the personal rep can step into their shoes and and handle the administration. Hmm, interesting. And of course, you can always appoint the, the, the person who's going to inherit your estate as the personal rep, correct? Like you, your wife? or You can, but a lot of people um, maybe put one person down, but that one person is deceased. So who's going to be the, the new personal rep? Uh, we don't know who that is. And so it come, falls back on the courts. So in your planning, you want to have some backup position even with a will, who's going to administer it if if your personal rep cannot do it? A complex subject at honestly the worst time that it could come up. We're talking about probate, settling your estate after you die. We'll be back in just a moment on Ask the Experts. I'm Brian Black talking to Brian A. Lowe of Brian A. Lowe & Associates. If you have a question for Brian, give him a call at 702-257-5396. We'll be right back. Now back to Ask the Experts on News Talk 720, KDWN. 
Welcome back. We're talking to Brian A. Lowe, Brian A. Lowe and Associates, and we're talking about the probate process, the process by which the court settles your debts after you have passed away or a loved one has passed away. And we were talking about how long and difficult this process can be and and the importance of planning to avoid probate or at least manage probate to the point that you basically need to save money out of the estate that you're trying to leave to 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 your uh, your heirs. Um, you know, every penny that you spend in probate, and it does cost money, there's court fees, there's attorney fees, there's all sorts of expenses that go along with this, this long and difficult process. Every penny of that comes out of your estate. So if you're trying to leave money to your, your children, to your spouse, to your loved ones, then it's important to plan. Am I right? That is correct. Can you t- can you tell us um, in the in the process? Uh, you know, over the last several weeks, we've talked about the process of setting up a will and setting up trusts. Um, can you give us an example of of just how technical this can get? How how difficult it can be? Uh, it, you know, it, it's it sounds like it's just too easy to make a mistake. It can be very easy, and it can be very technical. Mm-hmm. Just the choosing of a personal representative. There, there's a big question there. Can you trust your personal representative that you've chosen to carry out the terms of your will? And I think if I'm if I'm not wrong, you're not talking necessarily about whether they're a good person or a bad person, but whether they're simply capable of navigating the process. They might be the best person in the world, but they might not have what it takes to to take care of legal matters, right? That that can be the case. Their personalities may just rub against everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so all the heirs are upset and they're trying to bring a lawsuit against him because he won't cooperate with them. Right. And they don't, they're not informed and kept up to date on what's happening uh, through this process. So people start thinking that maybe something's wrong. And so you get litigation, which extends the time that it takes to probate the estate. But on the other hand, there may be people, and we've had people that were, that were given letters of administration or, or letters testamentary to handle the estate. They go in and they take all the assets, wrap them up, and then they spend them all. They say, well, I'm not going any further with this. I have control of the money. I've got all the money in my own hand or in my own briefcase. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to spend it. And there are those situations. And you've put in your will, my personal rep does not have to be bonded. Mm-hmm. And so who suffers from from their taking all of the assets? Right. Well, the beneficiaries will suffer because he's taken them and – you're trying to find him, but he's down in Sao Paulo, yeah. and he, he can't get get the assets back. And right, the money's gone, and you said that he was not ha- he did not have to be bonded. So there's no insurance company that has to write a check for what he took down to Sao Paulo. And most people wouldn't even know that there were, is the possibility of bonding that person it, without the the advice of an attorney. Correct. Correct. So when you're when you're talking about setting up a personal representative, who is the who is the ideal person for that situation, or does it change every time? It changes. You may want your spouse to to be that person. They, the two of you in this community property state have have uh, accumulated assets, and generally the spouse has an interest in the in that estate. Let's say you don't have a, anyone. Uh, 
or you don't have a spouse. Now maybe your children, maybe one of the benef- your children are the beneficiaries. You you have to plan around which one would be the best. Now there's an old old saying: no good deed goes unpunished. Right. And so regardless of who you give that responsibility to, they think, hey, this is a a good thing. You know, I'm. Uh, Dad or mom thought I was capable of doing it. Then all of a sudden, the reality of administering an estate and taking care of everybody's uh, uh, needs during this process—it's um, a burden. Start, it's a—it's a big burden. And so, at the end of the day, people will say, "You know, maybe it's not such a good idea to to put." this particular person in my will or in my estate because I know what I had to go through. Right. And my mother recently died and, and she died up in, uh, in uh, Oregon. And of course we're looking at Oregon law now and Mm -hmm. I don't know Oregon law. I have an associate up in Oregon. And so he's going to be doing most of that plant work in, in Oregon. But, uh, uh, even though I'm an attorney and I know, California, Arizona, and, and Nevada law, I don't do any practicing in Oregon. Right. And so even though I know all the things that most likely have to be done, I'm not really into it in Oregon. So I had I got an Oregon attorney to handle that. So it's so complex that an attorney who handles probate needs to hire an attorney to handle his probate. It's a different law up in Oregon. Well, it's uh, it's certainly, it sounds like something that you don't want to have to deal with at that particular time in any case. And as you say, uh, when somebody is under the gun and when they are, uh, you know, you know, you put somebody in charge of an estate, they, they have the potential to be the most unpopular person in the room because this is a stressful, trying time, even for the people with the best intentions. Um, would you, would you ever... I mean, would you would you put your attorney in charge if you didn't want to put the burden on your family, or do you pick a, a third party? What do you do? Well, the attorney can be the personal representative, but mm-hmm. the attorney is there to uh, to counsel with the personal representative and make sure that the whole process goes through the way it should go through. Mm-hmm. Also, to keep their eye on uh, creditors' claims and making sure that if they don't make a proper claim, that they're uh, you know, we don't. Sure, you're trying. Them. You're trying to save the estate money. That's then they're the beneficiaries and and keeping them happy and informed and and getting the information to them on a timely basis. It's a lot of things that are going on. It's very complex, and so having an attorney is is very important. Is that something that you ask uh, when you're doing planning to avoid probate? Do you, and the person says, oh, I want to put my son in charge, do you actually ask the question, well, is he is he well-liked in the family? Is he, uh, is he a level-headed person? Does he know how to handle money? Do you ask those questions? Sure. And, uh, and what's, what is the relationship with him and the others? Do they trust this this person? Um, it's there are a lot of things that uh, that we like for the client to consider. And you know, you may think he's the greatest guy in the world, but that that's not what matters. You're not going to be there. That's right. So, and, the, and that's that's why it had, goes through this process, this probate process, is that you are not there, and the courts are trying to to really determine what the intent of the decedent was and to make sure that anyone that has a claim against the estate has an opportunity 
to put in their claim and to be considered when it comes to the distribution. So, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Brian Black. I'm 45 years old. I'm, I've, I've done this before. We've only got about a minute to go. I call Brian A. Lowe at 702-259-0002. What's the process? What do I do? They'll, they'll come in. We'll sit down. We'll talk about it. We generally like to get some kind of an initial inventory of what there are in the way of assets because that gives us some direction as to how we're going to proceed and what kind of a probate we may have to run. Okay. Or maybe we don't have to probate at all. Some people come in and they think that they're going to have to probate, and we send them out saying, no, there are no probatable assets. We can do this, 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 and this, and the whole thing is done. It's a free consultation. If you'd like to talk to a member of the company of Brian A. Lowe and Associates, give them a call at 702-259-0002. And check out their website at southernnevadalawyers.com. You've been listening to Ask the Experts. I'm Brian Black. See you next week right here on AM 720 KDWN.